with another episode of Lauer After Hours. I'm your host for this evening, Pal Crisol. Out in New Mexico, we got Beep Count. Uh, somewhere in Southern... Are you not... In, you're, in, you're in Texas, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm from Albuquerque, yeah. but I'm yeah. in, in Frisco, Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. You knew that. We're, we're, I'm keeping all this in. You know, that's how, that's how Pal does it. Your buddy Pal. We got Anthony out in Austin, Texas. I know that. It's for certain. Actually, I'm in Albuquerque. Um. Wow. <laughs> Just call me Wow Crisol. Hmm? No, I, I am. I am north of Austin. Yeah. There we go. And out in uh, Southern California, I want to say LA area. You might. I don't even know if you're still, you know, riding out in an uh, F town, as they call it. Um, yeah. No, not Fullerton anymore. I'm in. Uh, I'm in El Segundo. Beautiful. You know. Or I guess Hawthorne, but near El Segundo. Yeah, I think I'm technically next, in Hawthorne. Next to the training facility. Yes. And yeah, be close to work. I respect it. I respect it. So joining us tonight on the podcast, we have Harrison Fagan and at and Anthony Irwin at HM Fagan. Oh, my gosh. Okay, beep. You, you got me. At HM Fagan. <laughs> Keeping it in. Keeping it in, baby. And at Anthony Irwin LA from Lakers SB Nation at Lakers SBN. How's it going, guys? doing good i'm doing good i i, I see who the stugats uh, of of this combination is like it, it's it's very apparent right away who, mm-hmm. who handles what part of this mm-hmm. yeah stupidity um. <laughs> stupidity there we go yeah, <laughs> yeah. stew you pouts as they may say uh wake and pow okay i'm you know this is my first time driving the ship as they say guys so we're pretty big we have millions of fans you know, so this that's the reason why, you know, you're getting the rambling a little bit. But uh, Kurt Rambliss, as they say, right? Let's get into it. So for our listeners who might not be familiar with you guys, can you tell us a little bit about yourselves? Uh, Harrison, we'll start with you. Yeah, so I am a, I mean, like, I guess professionally, is that... I don't Profe- know if I yeah, professionally, professionally, you know, let's do this professionally. And then afterwards, I'm going to ask you guys a question about kind of how <laughs> you got to where you're where you're at. And I'll, and I'll I'll get more context into that after this question though. So professionally, please. Yeah. So I uh, I write and podcast about the Lakers uh, for Silver Screen and Roll Lakers the Lakers SB Nation site, and I've been doing that. I've been covering the Lakers mostly here uh, in different positions since twenty. 20- 13, I guess. I think 2013 was Dwight Howard's free agency. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that was my first day. And, you know, it's mostly only gotten worse since then, uh, other than, you know, one brief year where they were a functioning, competent franchise, you know, other than that, it has been somehow like almost all downhill from there. Well, you know, I got to say, I've been following the two of you since that time. And I've just been in it with you guys ever since it's made it a little bit more bearable, you know? I mean, also becoming a fan of Levitard helps that way when you kind of need to be a little more self-deprecating about yourself and just not take sports so seriously. And I think having that coming into that universe along with the Lakers situation really kind of helped and also following you two at the time, because, you know, Lakers Twitter can be very, very serious. By the way, um, Kobe or LeBron. No, I'm just kidding. We're not not doing that. Uh, Hi, guys. I got to go. Yeah. I was like, you know, my consent to be recorded, I take it back. I am. uh... (laughs) I've been stopped in Vegas bathrooms wearing a Kobe jersey. Can you believe they got this guy on the team? I don't want to talk about this, dude. I'm just trying to go to the trough. Anthony, please tell us about yourself now. 
I, I have lived in that trough now for the trough that is Lakers coverage for, for seven years, I guess, roughly the same time as Harrison. He started at Silver Screen and Roll a little bit before me. And um, I got my, I was kind of found at Silver Screen and Roll by just adding them constantly, especially on nights that Harrison, I, I noticed, was managing the tweets. Just because, you know, as you probably noticed, I, I like to rip Harrison. Uh, that's it's a big part of our dynamic. If you think it's you know funny or or, or whatever um, in in public forums, whether it's on the podcast or or on Twitter, uh, our Slack is is even more fun. But uh, but yeah, I, I Harrison said he writes and podcasts for for Silver Screen and Roll. I podcast and write for Silver Screen and Roll. <laughs> I I handle the audio. Uh, aspect of of the site and uh you know it's been one of seven that that uh, we are going on decent years in in the time that we have covered it and honestly i don't i was kind of bored when they were good it's it's there it's really hard to be funny when there isn't a dark place to come from and and so this year we got right back to the nitty-gritty don't, yeah, that champion. That champ- say that it was hard to be funny. That's not what you're mad. You're mad that you had nothing to get mad about during during nothing. the good year. Like nothing. all you Absolutely. could do was, was just play the greatest hits of criticizing like Rondo regular season minutes. That was mm-hmm. all you had to yell about <laughs> during that year. And you were just, Man, starting miserable. Like they can't they can't screw up like a couple other things for me to get upset about. This is Look, unbelievable. It's not very entertaining to just hop on there and just say, "Oh my God, they're great." Three hundred and sixty-five days out of the year. It's just not very fun content. So I don't know. It works for Pete. Just, you know, <laughs> shout out Lakers film room, um, which, by the way, if you guys could help us get him, that'd be great. But, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that later. I can um, call him right now. You want to just like surprise him on air? <laughs> I'm oh joking. Let's do it. <laughs> I mean, no, I, get, get, get him on the pod. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I was totally I'm totally unprepared. OK, now I'm prepared. <laughs> I was going to ask you guys what the film room's like, but OK, I guess I'll, I'll get firsthand experience cavernous now it's huge it's this giant room it started out as a little bunker and now you know now he's it it actually there's an entire apartment complex called the laker film room the film room that's where he lives um and and he just goes room by room uh to to record all of his stuff different rooms in different days it's really pretty impressive yeah the film room isn't it's not so much a place as it is an idea of, of mind. you know just whatever room pete is in is the film room <laughs> yeah yeah so you can you can hear pete on a lakers film room uh which is a blue wire podcast just like our very own lower after hours oh, look at that huh wow uh, you just so, forced us to do an ad for pete's podcast i just realized this is this is unbelievable well you know it, help us i might him. leave yeah. now <laughs> no you got you stay just sit you know stay have a good time you know it, it's good to have a good laugh especially after what happened last night and uh, you know the whole won, season. Something I, they won, but you know something else happened. I yeah, I didn't. Hmm. Just a just a good old you know twist in the night, as they say, right? Okay, so let's see where 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 are we? So we're off, when, we're off on the wrong foot here. Yes, we are. Let's get back on the right foot. When would you guys say you guys was his right foot? Okay. Mm, I, I see. I totally <laughs> joking me. Yeah. Huh. Oh, that one way over my head. That was same, mean, guys. Same. I, I, Man, the, and, and I, I don't even watch basketball. Beep's just here. I'm man. Beep just comes here, man. You know, I, I, I come here, man. Anth- yeah, exactly. Uh, so, 
what would you guys say you guys got established within Lakers Twitter? For Harrison, I would say I remember you had tweeted out I, if, if it wasn't, I thought, if I'm not wrong, I think it was a vine of D'Angelo Russell hitting like a half court shot sitting yeah. down at half court. Vine. Holy crap. Vine. It was a vine, right? It was a vine. Yeah. yeah it, it was, was vine. a vine. Yeah. And I remember that one like super viral. Um, everybody was just checking that out his rookie year. And that's when I kind of felt like good for Harrison. You know, that's when I kind of felt like more people were, were getting to be aware of you are besides your recent Memphis and Philly fame. Um, <laughs> And we'll, you know, if you if you're if you're not familiar with the Levitard show, they're war with Philly right now. So by us being, you know, their number one oh, fan so, yeah, podcast, we're, we're also yeah, at this war. Is we're right the in this yeah, so we're fantastic. we're we're at war, boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, but uh, please, uh, you know, when do you say? When do you guys think you guys you kind of were established within it? Was when you got press passes to games, or you know, what have you? Harrison, you should go first because you were established well before I was like you I still don't feel like I'm established I mean you, you know, got a shout out on the mismatch pod my friend Harrison you even I you found even that look like mm-hmm. an established journalist right now you have like the the, the bald up top the beard down below the glasses it's, you look like Tom Habistro like, a little bit to be honest <laughs> are you wearing are you wearing like a, a sport coat with elbow patches because you you look like an elbow with sport coat <laughs> no, I do not. None of yeah. my sport coats have elbow patches. No. Uh, yeah, it's just all standard suits. I don't know. I don't really dress that well, which I guess feeds into the whole writer thing. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Big what leather chairs it. by fireplaces. Like, is, is that the vibe of all of your rooms? When did you get Mark Stein's phone number? And can we get him on the pod? <laughs> No. Uh, well, at least I'm not going to do that for you. Um, but do you but, have his number? Uh, I, Can when you did confirm I get that? his phone number? I, that was, I don't know. I want to say like 2017, I think. It was like, he he is also a Cal State Fullerton alum. And yeah, I, guess, I mean, I guess that was one of the moments where I felt like, okay, like this is pretty cool that, you know, I have made it to this level. I'm, you know, literally the guy who got me to go to Cal State Fullerton, I am having like conversation with and I can text with him sometimes and whatever, like, you know, that that kind of stuff is really cool and very surreal as far as like my career goes and career aspirations. But yeah, that was like, I don't know, 2017, I think at like a Daily Titan uh, alumni reunion. I, uh, my advisor sat me down, was just told me to come into a room. They're like, there's someone that wants to talk to you. And I walk in and it's Mark Stein just sitting at a laptop ready to to chat with me for an hour about making it an NBA journalism. And I feel like I let him down every single day uh, with how unserious I take things. But, um, you know, yeah, he's uh, he's a great mentor and a really cool guy. Hell yeah. Game recognized game. That's that. That's exactly what that sounds like to me, Harrison. That's pretty cool. That's really cool. What about you, Anthony? Was it late? Was it locked on Lakers? Would you say maybe around that time? Maybe when it started picking up a little bit more, because that was, I mean, I was listening to that, you know, from the, from the start pretty much. And that was, that was, uh, you know, we, we, Harrison and I did that. We started that together uh, and, and locked on was like a, an idea written on a, on a napkin at that point, you know, David reached out to us. I think we were like the seventh choice that he had at that time. Uh, That sounds high. (laughs) Maybe in the top 10. You know, I got to talk to him again. Where were the Cam brothers? It was always really weird when, like, after every, you know, conversation that I had with David, he ended it with, you're my biggest mistake. I I thought that was a really weird. He kept calling me Brian. (laughs) 
but yeah, I, I think with with Bogdan, I can I can recall, uh, you know, the first time that oh man, who do we we had no we had Mark on the on the show, yeah, we had Mark on a on a Locked On Lakers show, and and that I feel was like that first. was on silver screen and roll, but you may be right. I think he did. No, I, I'm pretty sure it was Locked On because at that could be right. Remember for for a while, Silver Screen hosted Locked On. Yeah, and then Silver Screen realized, oh, we should probably have a podcast. And well, I guess SB Nation did, and they and they started setting up their own thing. Um, but yeah, I, I think when when we started getting you know guests like that, and you would kind of walk around summer league, and and I would go to introduce myself to somebody who I looked up to, um, and uh, you know was just floored when they were like, Oh my God, you're Anthony Irwin. And like, I didn't know if they were kind of messing with me. I, I kind of still think that they're messing with me, but that was the first time like with Mark and that, that summer league once locked on had really been kind of foundationalized. That was, that was a really cool moment. And and then now where we're all right, where we're at right now, I can recall Harrison and, and I just like sitting up late, you know, on nights where we just like, man, it, it, if we could just one day, just run silver screen and roll. If we could just one day just get the keys handed to us with resources to be able to expand the thing, I would love to see what we would be able to build. And, you know, this last year has been really that coming to fruition. And so like to Harrison's point about like, I don't know that I, I still feel established or whatever. I think it's, 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 that's the hunger. We really want to continue to keep building this thing so that it's not just, you know, I want to turn at least the podcast beat into not just a Lakers pod, but something that people could just listen, just turn on to. And yeah, occasionally we'll talk about Lakers more often than not. We'll talk about Lakers, but every so often, if nothing's going on, Harris and I will draft Avengers versus Star Wars characters and 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 just let that turn into uh, its own little conversation. Beep just lit up a little bit. He, I feel like he, you piqued his curiosity. Beep, do you, do you got like I, a- I, I love a good draft. I love a good draft. We, we've done yeah. drafts on uh, Christmas movies, uh, songs. It, we, oh man, I love a, I love a good draft. Same. I, I could, I think what, we did Star pick? Wars versus Harry Potter once, didn't we? Oh yeah, that's it. It was Star Wars versus Harry Potter. Yeah, you had, you, you, you were very mad that I went like full extended universe. Like I was, yeah. I was just trying to get the most powerful people possible. And you're like, and you're like, <laughs> Ron Weasley. <laughs> he gets to use the, the fixed one though ron weasley with the fixed one cad bane yeah. ron weasley <laughs> <R. I. B. laughs> is yeah. that a spoiler alert i think so i think we probably should say that uh, we should we should probably yeah spoilers everybody but a pal- could you imagine how mad you would be if you were like Dead you had waited to like binge Boba Fett, you know, until now, and then somebody <laughs> just on this random podcast, they're like you're, you're just listening to a podcast, nothing to do with that, and then they're just like, oh yeah, by the way, so and so shows up. Yeah. So yeah. if our number one fan Andy is listening, we're sorry. <laughs> yeah. Also keep up. Also keep up with pop culture. It's been multiple. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Goal. It's a TV show. It's not like you yeah. know. This, this I, isn't Spider Man No Way Home, minutes. where you can only see it in theaters or something like that. Like I will yeah. say, if you didn't see the the sixth episode of the Book of Boba on the f- day it came out, and it it was definitely spoiled for you within the first twenty four hours, you should have <laughs> known to watch the next one on the day it came out. That's exactly what I did because I was like, do people have no honor anymore? <laughs> Everybody was just firing off spoilers left and right on, on episode six. It, yeah, no, I feel like people like, only respect that anymore uh, for like Marvel movies. And like beyond that, it's like 
you know, spoilers are the wild, wild west. Like, remember Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones was the first one that I, I, I recall was like taken aback as people are watching, they're mm-hmm. tweeting about this thing. Like, excuse me, there's a Lakers game going on right now, and I have to be online. And I had to like put together a list of 37 different Game of Thrones references because people thought that it was this like live event that everybody just could set aside time for. Uh, turns out some people have jobs, you monsters. Yeah, yeah. lots of people have jobs that require them to work at 6 p.m. on Sunday nights, Anthony. This is a very common problem. You're really the voice of the people here. I am. I am. Yeah. Anthony Irwin, people person. That's Mm -hmm. that's definitely what they call him. I think I get a lot. Not just jobs that require them to work at 6 p.m., jobs that require them to look at Twitter specifically at 6 p.m. on Sunday nights. This is a very common struggle where, uh, you know, you're just speaking up for the little guy. I am. I am. I'm here for you, Andy. I take it back, (laughs) but I just said. Yeah, he's here for you, Andy, our number one fan. Jose, too, number two fan. 1A, 1B, as they like to say. You know, you got the Lakers, you got the Dodgers. Mm, you know, it's, it's murky where 1A, 1B is, though, with that right now. Uh, I, was, I, I had a, a quick thought that I was going to ask, and it, it seemed to have slipped my mind here, so I guess I'll just go on to my next question. Oh, man, it was going to be It was a doozy. Good. Yeah, it was going to be a good one, you know? Uh, I, I'm sad I, I missed – I'm sad I, I blanked on it. Okay, but let me see here. Growing up as fans of the team, you know, of the Lakers, how does it feel to cover them now? Does it feel a little bit surreal? Like sometimes, you know, you're in the lock, you know, you might pass by the locker room or you're just kind of backstage at Staples or you're just on the court, you know, just mid-court well, sometimes. What's funny is I've I've never covered a game in person. I've never been credentialed or anything like that. It's not something They would I've never ever... allow that. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I, that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, I, it's not something. They actually have signs up outside that just says, "Don't let this guy near the arena." He didn't do anything person. wrong. He's just really ruthless with his takes. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, I I, I do have that because I was credentialed uh, for a while there covering the Dodgers, and and for a bit there it was pretty. You walk onto Dodger Stadium, and like Dodger Stadium has more history to it than Staples Center does, or now Crypto.com Arena does. No, um, don't do and, cut that from the pod. Be- <laughs> yeah, we only call it the crypt. They didn't pay for that ad, Anthony. Oh, Boom. good point. Good point. Good point. Uh, so I think it's called Money Laundering Arena. Is that what the, the book is called? <laughs> I, um, so, so. <laughs> so yeah, I, but to get back to like the central point, yeah, absolutely. The, the fact that you know every time I go and I talk to you know friends or or family and and it comes up hey what you know what are you doing nowadays and i say yeah i I cover the lakers um they always first they go what does that mean and then second go how do you get paid doing that and then third go there have to be smarter than smarter people than you uh to be doing this this seems like a bad decision on their part and then i say david i'm i've been i had been working for you for like six years man it's time to move on I was going to say, um, Anthony, this whole story sounds like one of those people that are like, you're not going to believe what my child just said. And it's like in real life, it's like, yeah, because no child said that. Like, no, no, I, I do. You don't get you. You have to get this, too. Like, when, when no, you I'm say, a genius. So, like, people never question it <laughs> when it's like when when we say when I it, well, the other thing, too, is as soon as you say, you know, as soon as we say what we do for a living, it's immediately like their audition for first take or for. <laughs> This one I can relate to. Yeah, like 
I, I wanted to for a while because in summer league, I, 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 you know, we would go to that for three, four years in a row. And I wanted to set up a show where it was like we would tell our Uber driver what we do and then tell them, hey, you're now on camera if you want to be. And then they give like our, their Uber thoughts. But but that because it's such a regular thing. As soon as you say that um, and and yeah, but yeah, my dad doesn't believe that I get to do what I do. My father-in-law for sure doesn't believe that I get to do what I do. Uh, and, and, and yet here we are. I feel like a proud relative, honestly, just, you know, growing up, just kind of seeing you guys all do well. I mean, I literally, I, I remember following Trudell when he had like nobody following him and he was like going back and forth with followers of like, should I just put a P for points? And an S, like like two yeah, S's Trudell for steals. Out, like I, I think he basically like invented Lakers Twitter as far yeah, as like actual I, I media really people did. getting online. Was, where like he was one of the first. Yeah, and I, he was. I I honestly feel like I I probably found my way to, through you guys through people he was retweeting and he was you know sharing through Lakers Twitter because he was one of the very first ones. Get him if you guys could help us get him on this pod, that'd be you know fantastic. We'd love I, that. I could call him right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, you, you didn't. I'm not going to complain with, you know, Mike I'll get him and Pete on conference. Call. We, you we know, we have, like, I'll get Darius too. We could just have like a, you know, very confused LFR SSR yeah. crossover. Yeah, yeah, I blue think wire they pod. would get into some contractual issues there because <laughs> we're not really allowed to. Well, also we would get into legal issues because yeah. California is a, uh, so like if you guys have good lawyers state. all by all means. Yeah. But, yeah. but you know, just fair warning. Okay. No, Trudell, Trudell's in, Trudell is like incredibly, like, I don't think, Lakers Twitter becomes the thing that it it has become without like his openness to conversation with people. Uh, and, you know, that kind of birthed the, you know, the back and forth and, and eventually led indirectly to what became locked on Lakers and, and eventually became what Harrison and I do now, because, you know, back then the, the, the start of locked on Lakers, the first iteration of it, I think it was team tank was what we called it. Yeah. And, and, uh, and Byron Scott, shout out Commander. And the reason yeah, we had a lot out. of elaborate, like Lakers players and Byron Scott on tanks photoshops. Like I had multiple yeah. files oh, of I like had. different <laughs> tank imagery <laughs> from so, movies with like so Byron I, crossing his arms, popping out of the top. Like, yeah, I remember our very first interaction, Harrison. This is before I had that the viral weight loss. This is still yeah. when I had the weight. Um, we were talking. Game of Thrones reminded me of this. I was tweeting at you that my friends and I used to play a game where we would compare retired NBA coaches to people who've been retired at the wall. Like they've taken the black at the wall. <laughs> you know, so it was like Vinny yeah. Del Negro, yeah. uh, Lloyd. I think, what do we call him? I can't remember the names. Uh, Maester Van Gundy, I think was one because <laughs> Jeff Van Gundy. So we had, we just had a, a few of like Maester, them that were right? there. Yeah. yeah. And then I think when it comes to you, Anthony, I had sent you a Photoshop. It was like one of my very first ones. It was literally like Byron Scott. The background was just flames and like transparent giant heads of like D'Angelo Russell and like Julius Randall and Jordan yeah. Clarkson were just like floating around him. And he was I just think they were like insane. They were, they were all laughing. Right. If I remember yeah. correctly, they were all they're, smiling. Yeah. And he was just all smiling terrible. and he was livid. No, I remember. I, I actually remember this. That's there were wild. so many good photos of him like that. Not no Photoshop necessary from that season of him just looking furious while D'Angelo Russell was having he's a good happy. time. Cause he's like, damn, now I can't bench him. Like this is <laughs> like yeah. Ronnie price. Sorry, buddy. You can't go back in. D'Lo's at D'Lo has it going tonight, I guess. Yeah. You're not a real Lakers fan if you didn't watch Ronnie Price start yeah. a point guard. 
That was yeah, one of the first. Throw the shoe was, at Andre Iguodala, legendary uh, so, preseason moment. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick, Anthony, you were mentioning the Dodgers. Uh, Beep has a, a, a Dodgers adjacent question here for you. Mm-hmm. So, how long did you cover the Dodgers? For one weekend. No, it was, it was like for about six, it was like six months. It, it's like a weird the uh, my boss at that time was was not like I'm giving David a hard time right now from locked on but yeah david was a great boss like i I was joking with him your boss for the dodgers thing (laughs) that guy was a piece of work i'm not saying his name but uh yeah i covered them for i did spring training and then like the opening few uh months of the season um and uh you know they had they also i think my favorite i have fun fun vin scully story here uh that i haven't told anywhere else so we show up and they had their like pep rally thing, their, their preseason like kickoff thing uh, where they let everybody walk on the field and they, and you know, the uh, sports in LA is there and everybody is talking and everybody's like in, in great moods. I remember doing that, like uh, after, you know, years of summer league where you're talking and you're like breaking your neck, trying to talk to these NBA players, talking to these baseball players, was weird. They were all shorter than me. And it was, it was just like the super, it was a super thing, super weird thing. And um, so I find myself in this cavernous hallway uh, where they were doing all of these scrums before the players would go out and do their like mass interview that was, that was all televised. So, you know, we're, I think I was talking to Chase Utley there who was terrifying um, Kike Hernandez was in a, in, in a different scrum and then out, uh, in, in this, like echoing through this hallway is Vin Scully's voice. And everybody knows what Vin Scully sounds like. The guy's a Titan. And, and so I hear him just walking down this hallway and he's telling story after story after story. He doesn't turn off. Like it's very much talking to Vin Scully is very much like listening to him on TV or radio. So he comes out and the only words that I catch from Vin Scully is, and then I met Kike Hernandez's mom, and boy is she a looker! And then she walks, he walks, <laughs> he walks right into a door, and like the the, the 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 very first time I ever hear this person's voice in person is is uh, him just astonished at how good looking Kike Hernandez's mom was. So he was like the original Mark Jackson. <laughs> mom, there goes that mom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have anything else? All due respect. So when uh, when you're talking about uh, the, the Dodgers, were you a fan of the Dodgers before you were covering them as well? Absolutely. My one of my first words as a kid was uh, Dodgers. It was my my parents raised me as as big time LA sports fans. Uh, I was born in 1986, and 1988 was the Kirk Gibson year. Uh, so yeah, that was that was you know part of part of my childhood and and. Like you want to, you know, my dad and my mom really enjoy what I do with the Lakers and stuff. But when I told them, yeah, I got to interview Vin Scully, that was the first time that my dad was like, holy crap, what you did? You did what? And he said, what about Kike's mom? (laughs) So here's the Dodgers adjacent question. Uh, So as as we mentioned earlier, uh, I was born and raised in Albuquerque. And one of my favorite teams, because it was the only professional team we had, was the Albuquerque Dukes. Oh so, yeah, um, but it, it, they they became the uh, Albuquerque Isotopes later on. But the Dukes had everybody. They had Piazza. They had the Martinez brothers. They had uh, Todd Hollinsworth. They had all these guys coming up. Man. 
what was your your favorite kind of you know young stud that came out of Albuquerque? Out of Albuquerque, I I don't know if this was if he came out of there specifically. I don't I don't think my favorite Dodger growing up was Brett Butler. Um, I don't think he spent time in Albuquerque. I think he was acquired later in his career. Yeah, he he, he um, came I think from the uh, the Giants organization. But um, yeah. Uh, of yeah. players who who spent time in Albuquerque, though, like Mike Piazza, the stuff that he was like he would do with the plate and these towering homers that you know might have been fueled by some uh, other substances. But well, in Albuquerque, it was elevation. Yeah, <laughs> but it was a it was a combination. The original of the PED. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a he he got the double whammy of the PEDs and the air PED, and um, yeah, he was just. The st- now, not the best defensive catcher. My dad and I used to just marvel at how bad some of his throws to second base would be. Um, but but he, uh, yeah, Mike Piazza was 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 awesome. It really sucks that you know where where he stands on a lot of things nowadays. Yeah, it does. It don't be like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's in a, he's he's in the metal band with Aaron Rodgers. Their cancel culture casket. That's what they're called. <laughs> And we're here to rock your face off. Exactly. Exactly. Maskless, of course. I mean, that's how they prefer it. Okay. So let's get into uh, some Lakers related questions. Sadly, I know, uh, but we're, we're going to try to make them fun. To be honest, none of them really deal too much with anything going on with the team currently. Um, Good. Yeah. Hell so yeah. <laughs> so Jeanette, uh, Jeanette, who couldn't make it, she's one of our LA people like myself here. Uh, would like to know with all the Lakers related shows coming out, who would you like to play yourself in a future, you know, Lakers related show? So from, you know, if I can be a little selfish, if if there was a little viral moment, say that was in it, Jonah Hill, you know, he could play because he's a, a weight loss guy. He's just fluctuating all the time. So he could tackle that role. You know what I'm saying? Well, who would you guys have to play you? So for the premise of this, are we assuming that like we would have a big enough role that they would cast someone we've heard of to play us? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. God, I, I would need to, I would be fascinated to know what possible script could call for that. I mean, I guess with Anthony, like it would be easy. You'd be the guy like the, the J Jonah Jameson, like podcast esque character where it's like anytime yeah. like bad moments are going on with the teams, we just hear your voice like screaming about Rondo's playing too much or whatever. For me, like they're just a, a scene of me, like just blogging, I guess. I don't know. Like, um, well, selfishly myself, I would like to do it just because I feel like that would be an easy paycheck. So you know, yeah. if anyone's casting, hit me up. Uh, They're going to give it to Brian Kamenetsky. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to be Sean Hyken. Um, that would be really funny, honestly. Yeah. If they yeah. just like, they cast a different journalist who looks somewhat like me to yeah. play me when I'm like right there. I'm not busy. I'm begging for the role. See, like this question's always tough because you don't want to say like, you don't want to say somebody who is objectively better looking than you. Right. Because then you're like, Oh, that's how that guy pictures himself. Well, huh? they always, I mean, in these stories, they always cast someone better looking than the actual person to play them. I well, feel like somebody that's who not looks that like me wouldn't get an acting job. Like yeah. <laughs> somebody, when, I don't have this problem. So <laughs> <laughs> clearly not, man. Yeah. Like I, I have been like intimidated this entire episode. Um, you should have seen with the hair. Back when it was like past the shoulders, looking like a Hemsworth. You know, not my words. <laughs> Shout out Stick Sauce. <laughs> um, man, I, who's the 
the guy who kind of uh, lost his uh, man, the guy there's a there's a, a gif of him like crying in a theater. The guy who's like screaming at you, go do oh, it. Uh, um, why can't I think of his name right now? Off the top, right. Shia LaBeouf. Style, yeah. I like yeah. if he if he gained a bunch of weight and then oh, just yeah. screamed into a microphone. I feel like that would that would be perfect. A decent casting there. I I, I couldn't agree with you more. Let's see. I guess I guess this next question that uh, Jeanette gave us supplied us with some pretty decent questions here. So the next one she would pretty like decent. to know. That's high praise. I, I like that. Mm-hmm. Precent. Yeah. Uh, what she's got for you here. I guess this is just for Harrison. Since you've been since you go have gone to the games and you're credentialed. She wants to know which yeah, sports real journal, person. Unlike yeah, Anthony. Yeah, exactly. Which sports personality hits the press room buffet first? I don't think that I've ever been in there early enough to see who hits it first. I'm trying to think of like who hits it hardest and like takes most <laughs> advantage of the food. Michael and I'm Thompson. like debating like friendships. Do I want to talk to people again? You know, filibustering silently in my head. Just say it's Pete. Like he, he get it. He get over it. I mean, Pete, I, I have seen Pete go hard a couple times uh, on that stuff, but the difference is so like, I, I guess I can admit this on the show. It's been long enough. I will. I mean, I'd pay for the food in retrospect if, you know, if they actually asked me to. I I did not realize that, like, part of the buffet was paid for. This is pre-COVID times. I have not been since COVID, so I don't know what the situation is now. But they have, like, how it works in the in the artist formerly known as Staples Center press room is, you. Uh, you know, like, they, they have, like, one wall where it's, like, an actual, like, really nice spread buffet type stuff with, like, different catered things, whatever. And then they have one kind of side where it's like, you know, they have like veggie dogs and, you know, like smuckers on crustables and like the ice cream machine and like nuts or stuff like whatever that stuff's all free. The like really nice catered stuff. I, I think you have to like pay for a meal pass for or something so that like the press can be like, ah, it's not free food. We aren't ethically compromised oh or gosh. whatever. That is um, the most journalistic thing ever. Yeah. I, so I did not realize that you were supposed to pay for that <laughs> for like my first three games. I want to say going to Lakers game. So I just was inadvertently stealing food uh, from the team, just walking through the buffet, not paying for it. Like I was just <laughs> like, this is sick. I love free food. I'm a blogger uh, until, you know, Joey Ramirez of Lakers.com just that he, they're like, he's like, Oh, you're not even here that much. You bought the season buffet pass. And I'm like the what? And <laughs> nice. Yeah. So I, I respect that. Yeah. I guess so the answer is me, you know, since I inadvertently <laughs> robbed them. Um, a little bit of Sugats and everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, Nerland's Noel once, uh, you know, hit the, hit it at halftime. So like he's, he's in there. I don't know if he's considered like media or whatever, but no, he that's once, like went and got hot dogs personality. at halftime. Wow. Yeah, Dave Yeager once like yelled at me for a question and then excitedly said that like he was going to go like he was really excited to go hit the Staples Center soft serve machine right after. So there's an answer. So that that's what that's what her kind of had a two parter with this, which was like, who hits the buffet first and what's the best that you ever like? What's the best food you've gotten from the buffet? Is it the soft serve machine? That's oh, is it always just consistently hitting? Like what's yeah the no the soft serve machine it, it's legendary in me in NBA media circles for a reason like it is it, it's very good almost well, unlike McDonald's it's never broken uh like they always have that thing running uh I, I just don't want to make it yeah 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 that, that, I mean I love me some soft serve you know you ever go to California Adventure and just kind of walk the pier a little bit with uh, yeah, their, their soft yeah. serve right there and you're just kind of just enjoying the roller coaster maybe the fountain a little bit but that's a Anytime I have some soft serve, 
the hippocampus in the brain gets activated and it takes me to Disneyland or California Adventure, I guess. Uh, soft serve before a roller coaster seems like a dangerous game, though. Oh, like, I'm not getting the I, most it's dangerous po- of games. It's post coaster, so it's poster. Okay. Yeah, it, it's after the roller coaster. It's just taking in the sights, you know? Sometimes you want to be in the moment for a little bit there. Or but if then you really want to get adventurous, you eat it while on the roller coaster. Because then that way, you know. That's more, isn't the person behind you going for the adventure there? Like the, the, the first, <laughs> They signed up for an adventure that they didn't, they, they're out there like Samwise Gamgee on, on, on Bilbo's adventure. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. This sucks. <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, well, I guess this, this next one that Jeanette had for you is also um, Harrison related. So since having her bike stolen, has the red panda lost her touch? She wants, uh, this is, Again, my, this I, is, a, this is a bad question for me because I do not like, I almost never end up watching the halftime shows. I usually retreat to the press room to blog. Yes. That's, um, that's a yes. Yeah. I've ever heard one. I, so I, hashtag washed Panda, right? I, I think, well, I, I think I'm actually better equipped to answer this than Harrison because I watch, yeah, he has from, to watch the like janky, like league pass, like yeah. stolen feet or whatever, or no, I'm sure you pay for it. I'm, I'm, oh, it's, it's covered. Shouts yeah. to box. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, the I I'm just going to say it. Red Panda is a little overrated. I, I think there are better acts out there. I Whoa. saw this one. Wow. Yeah. I wish I saw- that she would come and like tweet like LeBron. She would use this clip and be like hashtag washed panda. You know, like just <laughs> this. this is all of the tapes that I fire off. This might this might be this might be the one that finally gets me canceled off of late mm-hmm. of, of you- NBA Twitter. But um, no, there, I saw this one guy who was like riding a bike, but treating his bike essentially as a unicycle. And he was jumping from box to box to box off of on this bike. And it's just like that to me seems a lot more difficult to nail than than what Red Panda was doing. In, in L.A., there's like a local ad, one of my favorite ones that I've seen and mostly because I have positive memories of it because I still can't hear out of my right ear because my wife got so excited about it was uh, this like gymnast and his tiny dog Scooby uh, that like mm-hmm. score <laughs> baskets on like a tiny hoop or whatever. And like he balances him and like has oh. Scooby like walk across his arms while he's balancing on like a wheel. Like that was it, that was, you know, pretty impressive, I guess. No, that that's that's really entertaining. I go to so. Since Clipper games are so cheap right now, I I went to go see the the Bulls when they came to town to play the Clippers just to heckle them. I teach, and the entire next day was miserable, like trying to read to my students. Sounded like, like Doc Rivers, like and you bought oh, <laughs> you bought a ticket to heckle grown adults. Yeah, yeah. yeah my why didn't you just cute. get a job as a Staples Center usher? They get to do that. They get paid. Oh, yeah, you're right. That'd be really good. But that. they had they had some guy just like that came and he was like drumming on uh, some pots and whatnot, and I was like, wow, this is this is what they provide me. Where's yeah. where's the person that that can change in like five seconds into a new outfit? Like, where's that kind yeah, of quick change? Show? The yeah, legend. I, I, I was, I, I saw that what back in 2002, Timberwolves, Lakers, Shaq and Kobe. That was my first game. Yeah. I'm convinced quick change is like a series of, you know, like for like, uh, identical twins that just, you know, have the outfits on already. Like, I don't think they're actually changing. Mm. My question is always like, it's wh- like the how- secret Morris triplet that like replaces one of them when they get, when they get hurt or something like that. Like where's practicing? Like how do you, where's the Morris triplet been this whole time things and get healthy enough to get good at them, stay healthy enough to get good at these things to eventually perform in front of people. That's my, 
every time I see, whether it's Red Panda, Jumping Bikey Guy, Chihuahua Who Dunks, like, I, I don't know how these people, A, came up with that idea, B, what they were smoking when they came up with that, that idea, and then C, practice that thing. It's just insane. Well, there, there, were, there were actually six Chihuahuas who didn't dunk uh, before <laughs> for the one that did. So, Oh, wow. So a couple of Russes, huh? <laughs> Cutting it up on the way to the hoop. Yeah. yeah. Blowing some blown. Yeah. <laughs> actually, that reminds me. Uh, I remember one time I got on the Jumbotron when, in my bigger days and I, I'll post it every once in a while and it's actually the anniversary of it's coming up. But like I, you know, I was a bigger guy and I was dancing and they had come back to me like three or four times. And the second time they came back to me, I got like a really good standing O to the point where like I have like a two minute long like Snapchat story of people literally lining up to take photos with me outside. And they're like, you're the best thing that's happened. This is back in like 2014. So like team was really, really bad. You know, they're like, you're the best thing that's happened to the team this year. Like you're the greatest, like get this guy on sports. It was, it was a wild time, but I remember I was trying to get you were like Laker. their mascot for, one yeah, night. I was trying to get Laker shaker going. I wanted to, you know, I was trying to reach out. I tweeted at Trudell. He did shout me out. Cause you know, he knows what Twitter's all about, but uh, unfortunately we were not able to make that happen. Um, but I mean, it was, it was a fun time. I think I wanted, since I was big, I wanted my name to be Jumbotron maybe at the same time too. I was just throwing out all different kinds of ideas. So no shaky sponsorship like that. That seems like a, Oh wow. Right there. I live really, you know, in a good proximity to a shakies too. So that's, you know, kind of like Hawaii with his wing stop. That could have been my wing stop. Mm -hmm. Damn it. Mm -hmm. Uh, one last Lakers related question here. And since you're a fan of the show, uh, Anthony of, you know, the Levitard show, our good friend Capo would like to know how did you feel any kind of confliction during the Lakers heat finals? I, I felt I, for me, I just felt well-rounded, educated as this is going to be a good matchup. People were saying it's like, Oh, it's one-sided. And I was like, no, I've heard plenty about the heat from listening to Levitard. And like, they actually are a really good team. And, you know, I respect what they got. Yeah. I, I, I felt like heading into that series, I, I had them pretty well scouted by listening to, to plenty of, of Mike's rants about how, how great Goran Dragic is. Um, however, like I also like even taking that into account, I never thought that they had anybody to really match up with LeBron consistently, you know, and, and, and like, I, this is my favorite aspect of, of that show is that they lean into their homerism. Like they, they recognize that, they are homers in their own way. And, you know, one of the, one of the more annoying things, I think from earlier on in my career, I think, I think this is kind of mostly fallen by the wayside was this notion that like journalists can hold themselves up as unbiased, which was always just incredibly pious and, and honestly yeah. fraudulent. And I personally don't have any biases or beliefs. So <laughs> I just, you know, and, straight but facts. Like, Shout out Memphis. That's. <laughs> hey, I was just reporting the yeah. facts that they have cut an interesting amount of players mm -hmm. that have gone to the Lakers. Some would call yeah. them a theater team. You know, yeah. real real quick, we have a uh, one of our people that's on this pod frequently, Aaron, who's out in Memphis, is very furious about this because I bring it up to him often. You know, just to remind him, and I just say, you know, thank you, Memphis, and then he wants to get upset and be like, name one person, and then I go to, I honestly, I go to Palgasol first, and then we get into the the twenty twenty uh, goodies, but. You know, just 
Thank you. You know, good little farm system out there. You got, you know, the Dodgers got New Mexico or got Albuquerque with the isotopes. We got the Grizzlies, you know? Yeah. If the, if the Grizzlies could send the Lakers some good players at some point soon, that would probably help a little more, but you know, jaw beggars can't be choosers. Jaw la land, right? That's coming soon. There we go. Zagak. Uh, So I, 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 I also like my, my thing with, because Mike, Mike, I think is is the one who leans into his homerism the most. Like I think uh, Guillermo uh, is is a baseball fan, but he's like I, I think everything he does has the touch of sarcasm to it. Uh, and and I think you know with Dan, I think he considers himself incapable of homerism. But Mike just goes full blown. I'm going. I am a homer. The things that I say are going to be painted by my homerism. And and uh, so when he was predicting like heat and six or whatever, it, I, I found it funny because I didn't think that's how the, the series was going to go. But I respected it all the same. I love them getting Sedano on and pressuring yeah. him to, to pick the heat over the Lakers. That was <laughs> that was very uh, I very much so enjoyed that. Sedano was just on my show yesterday. Shout out Jorge. Yeah. Salute. I- Salute Jorge. I asked George one time, George, do you sorry. prefer, because, well, no, because this is, I hear Dan call Sedano Jorge, and I said, because I had been calling George George for years, and I heard Dan say Jorge one time, and I asked George, hey, do you prefer, like, am I missing something? Have I just been an a-hole this whole time? I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss. Um, have I just been that guy this whole time? And he goes, uh no, no, no. My dad is Jorge. Dan's just an ass. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> so it's like a, it's like a Tom Tim situation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Tom Tim situation, Jeanette would like to know, Anthony, who's your favorite look looks like entry? All the Adam Silver ones. Every she single one of them. She literally, her next sentence was, it's probably going to be Adam Silver. Yeah. All Adam the Silver Adam looks Silver like, what, ones. A spoon looks like yeah. a bowling pin. Uh huh. The 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 a broom handle, a middle finger. Um, oh, that was the best one. Yeah, the middle finger was was the best one. Adam oh. Silver looks like he has a zipper in the back of his head that he could unzip, and there'd be a lizard person underneath. That's a really good one. <laughs> the uh, one from Thursday's show was really good. He looks like ET's finger. <laughs> yes, it's just all of them are so. He has his own bracket. <laughs> I was always a fan. I don't know why, but uh, Sam Darnold looks like a Lego fireman. That's a good just one. Always really. Stuck out to me. I always thought Sam Sam Donald looked like a member of the Crude family. Like I thought, I just thought you know he could have been in that fan in that in that movie. Uh, let me see. We get uh, another. I guess Jeanette had another question for you guys. She would also like to know if, like, the two of you. You know, you guys said you guys are hungry, right? So she wants to know if you guys would someday like to aspire to be on you know a parade of gas bags, meaning you know just a, a long series of takes where you're just horribly wrong. Actually. Based that, on how this this Lakers season's going, that's the Anthony Irwin show. That's, yeah, I was gonna say that's what that's Anthony already my does. Show. Like that's not. <laughs> uh, no, I, I look. I would be honored if I ever uh, had a platform big enough that they cared what I what I thought about uh, the Heat. Uh, that would be that would be great. I don't think it's happening anytime soon. But but that was uh, the Dan's rants. You gotta like lean into the Heat. Incredible. Hey, that's how you get picked up. Like That's you gotta start. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. Send some like wild yeah. tweets about the heat, or like go on like a rant. Uh, just out, uh, 
out of nowhere, just unrelated I'm, to anything, just calling them like a trash organization or something like that. Like look, you know. I'm slowly, slowly poking the bear with Ryan Cortez right now. Because mm-hmm. I and he follows me, so I know he's seeing all this, and I know you know we've had this this discussion already, him and I, about you know our rivalry here. But you know, I'm you got he's a good a good model to follow a little bit just to see kind of where to go, and and then at the same time we link arms with Philly or not with <laughs> cut that Ooh. beep. We link arms with Miami, and we beep say <laughs> we beep. Can we cuss on you? Absolutely. We get, uh, you say fuck Boston. You say fuck Philly. Right. That's oh, that's there we go. That's just like automatic i mean if you really think about it like the heat are sort of like the lakers you know, lakers they're, they're not memphis they're the lakers feeder team you know like we ha- we mm. taught them heat culture basically by sending pat riley there to teach them how to win you know and then we sent Shaq there to also reinforce the winning yeah the heat are like and gary are like the cousin of lakers exceptionalism a little bit well Look, Goran Dragic is is a free agent right now, and it would be nice if, if he could finally go to a championship organization. It would be really nice <laughs> if he could finally play in a city that that can win a championship. Did somebody say champions? Established culture, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so, uh, thank you guys, you know, so much for joining us here today, uh, and thank you for you know getting us Pete, you know, Tradell. Mark Stein, I mean, the help. We just can't thank you enough. Yeah, I already. Uh, I, I think in the Zoom chat, I put all their phone numbers for you. So home, home and sell. Perfect. That that's, I, I've got them written that's down. That's terrific. Before before we go, we do we do want to ask you, Harrison, a little bit about your uh, rewind and reconsider podcast because on our own, we we have a podcast, uh, Cinema. So beep if you'd want to take over with you know some Cinema talking. If you have any que- movie questions here, real quick for Harrison on the way out. Oh, Cinema. You're asking what Cinema is? That's a new yeah. podcast series that we have at Lower After Hours, where we watch movies that are rated 69% on Rotten Tomatoes or 6.9 stars on IMDb, and we establish nice. if it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a hell of a time. I, I, that's, that's a pretty good con- – I like the name. I like the concept. That's good. You just you sold me on the elevator pitch. Man, mm-hmm. I, I'm telling you, I, I cultivated a list of over 300 movies, and there's just banger after banger on this list. Uh, the one we have actually coming out – here in a couple days is going to be any given Sunday. Uh, we I just fell asleep on that break. Definitely worth uh, it. Last week we had um, we had Pig, uh, the new uh, Nicholas Cage movie. We had uh, Finch a, a few days, a few weeks ago. Man, we we've got some ultimate ultimate movies coming up. Top Gun. We've got an entire Nick or a uh, Tom Cruise month coming up here pretty soon. Yeah, it's it's going to be stacked. a lot of fun. We're, we're stacked. We're, so with that being said. What are your top five movies that are based in L.A.? Oh, man. Um, and I apologize if you can hear the moving truck outside my apartment. There's unfortunately nothing I can nope, do about good. that. Um, this time it's your turn. Based in L.A., I mean, White Men Can't Jump, I think, would have to be up there for me. Okay. Uh, Rush Hour is problematic now, but they were both based. Does in LA. Fast and Furious Seven count? That was that was in LA oh. a little bit. Terrific work of cinema. Mm. Yeah, I, I just saw that for the first time this week. I was hyped. I was like, how did it was, this not win every Academy Award in the year it came out? This is the greatest movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Personally, the fifth one's my favorite, and I think that's the best of the series. But Seven goes off. It go it goes real hard. I mean, he rips a chain gun off of a drone after hitting it with an ambulance and then uses it to shoot down a helicopter. Like, it's, you know. Why is there an explosion on a parking structure? It's the greatest action movie ever made. Like, That's a Tuesday. What are you talking about? My, I, 
All right, since Harrison, I'm going to give Harrison a little bit of time to figure out his list here. But on HBO Max, they have all three Friday movies listed there, right? But they call it the, the Friday Trilogy, which is just tremendous. Trilogy. It made me so happy to see, like, it, it, it lifts it up to, like, it's like it's right next to the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and it's right next to the Harry Potter series, and it's like the Friday trilogy. It's so good. <laughs> Shouts to HBO Max for figuring that out. But it's Harrison, if, if Friday isn't on your list, you're racist. Just hitting it. Just <laughs> I don't know that I've ever seen Friday. Wow. <laughs> I think you I put watched the white guy put the white guy sound in your one time. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure. I, I've I think you just canceled it in yourself. Entirety. Yeah, I, I guess like I guess Friday isn't the kind of movie for for pipe smoking sport coat. Yeah, Anthony, I only watch I only watch Spotlight. That is uh, that's <laughs> that's on repeat in my house, <laughs> teaching me journalistic <laughs> ideals. Exactly. Here we go. So, so, so if, what do we have? Training days, if, if training day is not on the list. I mean, oh, training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, no, training day is really good. Yeah, I'll put that yeah. on there. Surf ninjas. I don't Anybody? think I'm aware. Uh, I'm not familiar with that IP. Um, it's a Rob Schneider hit. I mean, he's problematic now, but I wish you, I wish you would have said, I wish you would have said that you saw surf ninjas and didn't see Friday. <laughs> <laughs> that would have, that would have been perfect. Yeah. <laughs> a regular Greg Cody over here with his, uh, his movie knowledge. And <laughs> no, I'm just, yeah, I, I I, you yeah, don't get the I, got, no, I don't know why. I think you put me on the spot, and like I'm now, you know, I, I now feel for the people that I have to interview when I ask them like introspective questions, and they're like, mm-hmm. I don't That's remember how to talk place. right now, um, because I cannot remember a single movie that I've seen set in L.A. right now beyond something I saw in the last week in Terminator Two. Yeah, there we go. Oh, yes. All right, I'll put it in my top five. Yes, Glendale Galleria. That has, that, yeah, that's Point that's Break. For sure. That's got to be in there too, right? I don't think I've seen Point Break. Wow. Even the fast, even the first Fast and Furious, the just the shots of LA that they had in that one were yeah, were pretty. Mm-hmm. Nice. I mean, that's not a good movie. Uh, it's like, not. It's not a good movie. No, 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 no. The first two, the first two are garbage. But you know, three. The once, first, the second one is honestly fun because of how bad it is. But yeah. like, the first one like hadn't found that zone yet where it was like we're just gonna lean into how silly all this is and just have every single line be a one liner. Where like by Furious Seven. It's like The Rock is doing a Southern accent for some reason in all of his lines. And, you know, some bitch. Yeah. Son, yeah he's not doing I a am stone cold impression. Woman. It's like, okay. <laughs> That's not a Southern accent. I don't, I don't know. Have you ever been to the South? <laughs> no, he does. Like, he's, he's like imitating like a Southern drawl in like, but it's only like half of his lines. Go, go back and watch the movies. I'm telling you. Oh, I'll, I'll, I, I got to be honest. I, I stopped watching at Tokyo Drift. I couldn't get it past you, you, my friend. No, no, no. Yeah, you missed yourself the part, a disservice. You the part where they get good. Like, yeah, you did. You really uh, have. It's the weirdest franchise of all time in that they made like three or four movies before they figured out how to make a good movie, but somehow still kept getting funding to make more movies. They kept making um, money. Yeah. Yeah. I just muted, muted myself. I, I, professional podcaster, right? So, yeah. uh, you might watch the fourth one and think these guys lied to me. Trust us. The the fourth one, four when you get four, what are we at nine now? Four through nine, four is the worst one out of those. But five through nine, they're all works of art. All should have gotten. Yeah, you just got to watch five movies before they start to get good. But then, you know, <laughs> then they find their footing. You got to commit yeah. ten hours of your life. But then the payoff 
really it's a slow burn. Comes in. It's a slow burn for sure. It's yeah. truly worth it. All right, guys, like we're gonna like all great works of art. You know, it just takes some <laughs> oh, yeah. time to get going to establish these really five years. Characters, yeah. You know, it's like a fine wine. Mm-hmm. The fine and the furious, right? Fine. As, as it, that's going to be number ten. That's going to be the name of it. They're going to be very sophisticated by then. It's going to be a whole that's different fine. movie. That's how, that's when that's the one that's going to win the Oscar. They, they mm-hmm. seven should have. Could you imagine if like Fast Ten was like this like high art like you know. Like they really tried to like have a message in there, you know. It was like really like they tried to make it Academy Awards bait. Vin Diesel cries on yeah. cue. Oh, I'm here for it. It's like the Bel Air. You think he uh, could cry? Post. I don't know. Like I honestly don't know if he, he would be. He actually to, stains his white T-shirt like that. I was marveling at all these trailers that like he's diving through buildings and he's just rocking. In Fast Seven, I was dying because he gets married in a tank top. He's wearing like all white, <laughs> white tank top, like for his wedding scene. Incredible. Listen, he, he doesn't Corona. He doesn't spend all of you know his off time or his in between time during filming, you know, hitting chest and triceps, okay, for for nothing. I was that's all he's trying to show that that his vows were not like I love you more than I love Corona, <laughs> and that's a lot. I would have cried. I would have cried. That would have been me crying. I was like, <laughs> is, he, is he crying? No, it's, and then somebody would have to tell me, no, it's you. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We had a lot of fun. I know this is a, a great a great spot to get off here. You know, out of our our cars that drift and whatnot. Uh, I'm Bat. <laughs> I'm Palcrasol. Uh, this has been Lauer After Hours. We got at Beep Count with us here, fellows. Where can we find you guys? I'm at Anthony Irwin LA. You can find all my stuff at Silver Screen Roll and on that Silver Screen Roll podcast network. And I am at HMFAIGEN at HM Fagan and same places for my work. Awesome guys, thank you very much. Thank you, Harrison. Thank, thank you. Anthony. We normally have more people here doing the thank you guys. Thank you guys. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Really do appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Lauer After Hours. You can always reach us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours or Instagram at Lauer After Hours. We're available wherever you get podcasts, so don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars.